Well, Christmas is a celebration. And we're going to look at God's word. We're going to be reminded that this is an incredible celebration that says that we have good news. There's an announcement of good news that should produce in each one of us great joy. This good news that produces great joy. Now watch this. It's for all people. So what in the world could be that good of news? What news can produce great joy and produce it for all people? Well, the answer is right in scripture. It says, unto you and unto me, unto us, a savior is born, Christ the Lord. What was born is God's son to come and to seek and to save us. This is the good news of Christmas. This good news should produce great joy. And again, whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you're experiencing, this good news is for you. So let's look to God's word. We're going to look to the gospel of Luke, Luke chapter two, and read this incredible Christmas story. If you want to follow along, it's written for you in your bulletin. The words will be behind me on the screen as well. And I hope and pray this, that each one of us, as we hear these words, we can lean into these words. For many of these are familiar. For some of you, it might be the first time of hearing this story. But in this story is God's love. In this story is contained is this good news. See if you can hear it. It should produce great joy. And it is for all of us. Let's hear God's word. Luke 2, I'm going to read verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went forth from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judah, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them. In the inn. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen and had been told. The word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Oh, Father God, how we long to hear good news. In these days, in these times, God, we need good news that that produces great joy. And each and every one of us needs this. It needs to be for all people. So God, would you come and would you shine the light of Christ upon each one of us so that we could see the beauty and the reality of your son and we could see the beauty and the reality of your son in our lives. And as that light reflects upon him, may it reflect upon us so that we could become more like him, your beloved son, our savior, Jesus. And it's in his matchless name that we pray. Amen. So this incredible Christmas story that's going to tell us that we have good news, that's going to produce great joy for all people. Well, how do we know this is good news? How do we know it's not like we've been hearing about these fake good news? Is this really good news? Well, if this is good news for all people, three things have to be a reality of this. It has to be accessible to all of us. It can't be just for some of us. It has to be accessible for all. Secondly, it has to fit all of us. It has to be real for all of us. And lastly, it has to be necessary for all of us. Let's start off with the beginning. The Christmas story is the beauty of how God came for us. And Jesus is accessible to all. What's the closest you've ever come to royalty? Well, for me, it was going to Buckingham Palace, me and about a horde of other people, and going to Buckingham Palace, longing to see a little bit of royalty, the royal family. But guess what? If you've been there, there's a really tall fence. There's a really tall fence, and there's some really big, strong armed guards, and there's a lot of people are going to make sure that they're going to keep the riffraff of you and me far from the royal family. This is what you can do. Wow, that's a pretty cool house. wonder what they're doing in there. Man wonder what it's like to be royalty. I'm kind of not accessible. I'm far away. And to be honest with you, even if I like won the golden ticket or something, even if some guard snuck me and says, I'm going to bring you into the front door and you're going to come see Buckingham Palace. Really, my life probably wouldn't be greatly changed. The only thing I could think about is I got a story to one up you, you know, when you tell me the cool things you've done, I'm like, well, I've seen the queen, you know, I've been there. As a matter of fact, when I've done some research on this and just thinking about being close to royalty, I kind of had to Google who lives in Buckingham Palace. And that queen is really old. Is she even really still alive? And so the reality of that royal family has nothing to do with my life. It doesn't impact me at all. But the Christmas story is that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has come And through his life, death, and resurrection, we all have access to him. And in his reality, it's changed my reality. As a matter of fact, that is my reality. That God has come for a sinner like me. Come to rescue us. We lost our beloved founding pastor this year, Chuck Green. And if you, if you know Chuck Green, you love Chuck Green. What an incredible way he had about him and incredible way to tell uh, the gospel story. I love Chuck. I'm so grateful that my life was shaped by him and mentor in many ways. And I love the excursions that we were able to go on. And my favorite excursion that we took Chuck on, Chuck, Chuck wanted to go to one of his favorite places, the, the hallowed grounds. He wanted in his lifetime to go and see what's closest to heaven on earth. And you guys know what that is, right? Augusta National, all right? The Masters. 
And through the generosity of some friends, we were able to take Chuck Green, and even in his, his wheelchair, we were able to go on those hallowed grounds. And I want you to know there was not a square inch that I didn't want him to have access to. I, we, we wanted to see it all. We wanted to see everything. And so we took Chuck, and it was up and down the hills, and, and we went where we were supposed to go, and we went where they said that there's wheelchair access here, and we went where we weren't supposed to go, and, and we pushed him up hills and down and around because we wanted him to see every square inch. We didn't want him to miss anything. We wanted to have him have access to all. See, the beautiful thing about Christianity is that Jesus has come for us so that we all could have access to him. Access to God, access to to the sacred ground of walking with God on on this earth and to have access to heaven and not to miss a thing. The gospel story, the Christmas story is that he's come for all people. He came to shepherds. And if you know who shepherds were back then, they were the outcasts. They were the riffraffs. And those are the ones he came to first. Those are the ones that he, he wanted to proclaim the good news. Those are the ones that angels sang to. Those are the ones that when heaven couldn't contain the reality, he came to the outcast. He came to those who were on the outside. Those who were in darkness. And God was accessible to us. This is Jesus. This is the one who is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. This is Jesus. He is the creator of all things. This is Jesus. He is the sustainer of the universe. This is Jesus, the potentate of time. Yet, this is Jesus. This king is accessible to you and to me, to all of us, to anyone, to the broken, to the riffraff. He would come to the outcast shepherds. He would go and he'd be born by a teenage mother. And there in that manger, the bread of life, the bread from heaven would come down and be accessible in a feeding trough to anyone and to all that have access to him. Well, he comes with his good news and says, hey, I'm gonna come and give you peace on earth. And the only way that we could have peace on earth and the only way we could have access to him is if he came in and and walked into our brokenness, walked into our darkness. And that's the world he came into. He came to seek and to save the lost. And to find us, he had to go to some dark places. As a matter of fact, scripture will say he would have to be broken so that through his brokenness, we could be healed. He had to go into all that was wrong and make it right is God's unique only son. And now, do you know what you need to have access for God? Access to God? To have access to Jesus? The only thing you need is to have a want, to have a need. I love the way Isaiah says it. Isaiah 55 says this. Come, all you who are thirsty, all you who are needy, come to God. Don't worry about money. Don't spend money on what won't satisfy you. Come, come as you are. This is a God who says, I love you enough I want you to have access to me. I'm going to become one of you so that you can become a part of my family. Let me just say, this is our God. He's accessible to you. You're not too far off. You haven't messed it up too bad. The darkness is in you is not too dark for his light to shine. This is the beauty of Christianity. And this is the beauty of the Christmas story. Jesus is accessible by God's grace through faith. The second thing is this. Jesus fits all of us. He's right for us all. I don't know the presents I get tomorrow, but if I get one present that I open up and it says one size fits all, they're lying. (laughs) I've never had a one size fit all fit this, you know, whether they're gloves. I mean, they don't fit that hand. 
My kids, my kids said, Dad, that's like Mickey Mouse's hand. The only glove that will fit you is Mickey Mouse. Hiya. Um, if there's a hat that I get, one size fits all. It's not fitting this noggin, I'm telling you. It's not. And so if I get a one size fits all, it's going back in the box. It's going to the store. It will not work. But the reality of this gift is Jesus is the gift from God that does fit every one of us. One size does fit all. One savior does fit all. Here's, here's what it means. No matter who you are, no matter what your history is or where you've been, no matter what your age, no matter what your gender, no matter what your race, ready for this, no matter what your political affiliation is, uh, no matter what your socioeconomic standing is, no matter your education, no matter who you are, where you've been, or any of those, this, these things, Jesus is a fit for you. And he's a fit for me. And here's the beautiful thing of the gospel. You don't have to change a thing for Jesus to fit with you. You don't have to change a thing. You just come to him exactly where you, as you are, exactly where you are. And he will not leave you as you are and he will change you, but he'll do it all. It's all by grace, all by his love. And he'll say, come, come and experience love. Come and experience the reality of a God who's accessible to you, who fits you, who loves you who's become like you so you and I could become like him. This is a beloved God. This is the Christmas story. This is what is good news that produces great joy because it is for all people. This reality is it's personalized. The good news is personalized. Unto you, it says, unto you a child is born. Again, who is that you? It's the shepherds. It's the outcasts. It's unto each one of us. Jesus comes and seeks and saves his own, riffraff like me. Not only is he accessible to all, not only does he fit all, but he's necessary for all. And no matter what you get tomorrow, and I hope you get your heart's desire, especially young people, I hope you get what you're hoping for. I love it when kids leave the, the, my uh, door during the Christmas season, I tell every one of them, I'm excited about that pony you're getting. And they all look at me like, what? I'm getting a pony. <laughs> and I just chuckle to myself when the parents are trying to explain, no, no, Pastor Jakes, you're not really getting a pony. But kids, I hope you get a pony tomorrow. I really do. But whatever you want, whatever is on your wish list, I hope you get it. But here's the reality. You will not receive a gift that you really can't live without. Let's be honest, right? I mean, no matter what it is, you're not going to receive a gift that you can't live without. Well, the only gift that you can't live without has been given to us by God the Father. And to live the way God intended us to live, the only way we live is by living our life through Jesus and through that gift. It says in Scripture that really without Christ, there's no life. It was read earlier in our service, John 1, that in him was the life and light of men. You can't have light in your heart unless you have Jesus in your heart. You can't really have the life that God intended unless Jesus is your Savior. He's come to rescue you. He's basically a gift where batteries are included. I mean, it's everything you need. You don't need anything additional to Jesus. Someone went out the early service, a young kid, and he says, you missed it. You missed it. It was all teed up for you. And I'm like angry with the killing. Like, Come on, man, I thought it was a pretty good service. He's like, well, you told us batteries are included. You should have said it's solar powered by the son of God. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. But the gift is all that you need with no additional batteries. And this son of God comes to shine into your darkness, into mine, to come and to bring light into the world.
I love what the psalmist says about who our God is. Psalm 36, nine says this, for with you is the fountain of life. If you know God and who he really is, you know his son, his savior, in him is the fountain of life. And then it says this, in your light, do we see light? In the light of God, do we see the reality of the world around us? Do we see the reality of who we are? Do we see the reality of who he is and how he lives, loves, and gives to us? This is the good news. It's the Christmas story. The good news that produces great joy. And it's for all of us. That the Father has given us the greatest gift that he can. He gave us his own son. He gave us his son to be our savior and to rescue us. His name is Jesus and he is Christ the Lord. No matter what present you have under the tree, there's going to be two names on it, right? And so the name, the first name is for who the gift is for. You're hoping it's for you. Uh, the next one is who the gift is from. Well, the Christmas story says it's unto you. This is the gift. It's, it's for you. And who's it's from? It's from a loving father, a father who wants a relationship with you. A father who would love you and make you in his own image. A father who wants to spend eternity with you. A father who will provide everything you need for life and life abundantly. A father who would not just give you a pony. A father who would give you his only begotten son. So that in him we can live. In him we can have life and life abundantly. This is the gift that produces great joy. Let me ask you this question. Is this fake news for you or is this good news? Is it fake news, a fable of some story of a God who, you know, sends Bethlehem and donkeys and, you know, a manger that's just kind of a cool star. But is this real good news? Good news of a God who loves and a God who gives. Good news of a God who rescues. Good news of the reality he rescues us by becoming one of us to live for us to die for us, to be resurrected, that we know that the light will never go out and that we are loved in Christ Jesus. For this one who's riffraffed, this is the good news that's changed my life, that's produced great joy. How is it with you? Have you opened up that gift? I mean, how crazy it would be if you get a gift tomorrow with your name on it from your father. You said, ah, I'm not gonna open it. This is a gift to be opened. And how do we open this gift? We open it by God's grace through faith. Again, just as you are, you don't have to try to clean yourself up. You don't have to try to get better. This is a gift that God has given to you. And you open it up by opening up your life and acknowledging the reality that for you to really live, you need Jesus. Open the gift. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for loving us so profoundly well, so amazingly deep. That God, you knew the reality of us. You know that we're knuckleheads. You know that we're prone to wander. You know that we're sinful. And yet you couldn't stop loving us. And everything that we need for life, everything we need for a relationship with you, you provided for us. You gave us your son. And we thank you for that beautiful gift. We thank you for the reality that God would put on flesh and come and walk among us. Oh, Father God, I pray for each one of us that, that we, each of us would know this is true good news and we would have that joy that only this news can produce of a God who loves and a God who gives and a God who rescues. God, if there's someone here that's never embraced that reality, may tonight be the night 
that they understand that the only way for this relationship to work is for this gift to be open. The only way this gift is open is we come to you and embrace the reality of what you've done. Confess our brokenness and sin and embrace Christ as our Lord and Savior because this is what you have given to us. Christ the Lord, Savior of the world. God, for those of us who know you, thank you. Thank you for the reality of your love. God, may we live our lives every day knowing this gift of life that is ours. Thank you for loving us so profoundly well. We pray in Christ's name, amen. The Gospel of John begins this way. We read it, Ed Sloan read it to begin our service and family. It says this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. And here, listen to this. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And it goes on to say in verse 14, And that word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we've seen the glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. When Jesus came to the world, he says, I am the light of the world. I've come into darkness, but I've come now so that you in Christ will be the light of the world. As the ushers come, I'm going to light from the Christ candle because Christ is the light of the world who has come into our darkness. We're going to sing. And it's a beautiful representation, this candlelight service of the reality that Christ has come into our darkness. And now in Christ Jesus, what he says, now we are the light of the world, the light of Christ that would shine on us so the world can see the light of Christ in us, through us, for the praise of our great God.